Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. how are you? Oh, I think I am I'm really awesome actually. I'm really good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I had a lovely road trip to visit a friend and and then on the way back, um I had this beautiful paddle in New Jersey's largest lake. Beautiful. Yeah, I know. I can't even pronounce the name of the lake. I don't even know how to say it, but it's the largest and I I paddled around it. And yeah, it was just really awesome. And as a treat, I, I paddled up to this little mini mart on the water um, and I got a chocolate ice cream bar and I ate it on my boat. Ah. I should say on my board. Oh, that sounds delicious. It was wonderful. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm burning this off. I get to eat ice cream on my board. Too and bright. I did. Too and I know. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> awesome. So how's it going for you? Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, we, um, on Friday evening, we had a little, um, impromptu music night where I've got this big box that's full of, um, CDs. Oh, oh CDs. <laughs> Did you ever go Hello. through like an old CD collection and wonder oh. why you bought things? <laughs> yes. Wow. Now, do you still have a CD player? No. So what I've got is a DVD player, um, oh. which only ever gets used once a year at Christmas to watch a particular film that I've got <laughs> on DVD. And mm. the rest of the time it sits there dormant doing nothing. Oh um, so I was trying to connect it up and couldn't get it to work and then realized it wasn't even plugged in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I said, well, that's not going to work, is it? So, oh. yeah, so plug this in. Just, um, yeah, got all the CDs out. We're just dancing and singing. Oh, wow. But it's when you get up the next morning you realize you've got to pack them all away again <laughs> oh man and in the right cases oh yeah. my gosh these are uh gen x problems for sure right yeah. like yeah cds oh i still remember like the smell of a cd after you like take the plastic wrapping off and you open it up yeah <gasps> oh man those were the days they were the days but hey listen yeah. they were just like amazing couldn't believe that you could get all of this music on this little round disc. Oh, it's just bonkers, it was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that was a lot of fun playing random oh. music that um, oh, no you. idea why I bought. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. That's wonderful. That so must yeah, have been super fun. I can recommend it. Nice. Yeah, CD Kick dance back on a Friday party. night. <laughs> yeah, that is so retro for all the kids out there. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with all your dancing, did you have any time to go to the uh, relationship correspondence desk of love? I most certainly did. <laughs> How did you fit it all in? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, I actually had to pick from about three or four things that I'd read about relationships. Oh. So, um, But oh, I'm going to go with this week. one. It's a little saucy number for you. Oh, you know, I like, I like the saucy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was reading about a male escort that charges $5,000 a night. <gasps> wow. And wow. So this guy okay. worked in the UK in sales and he was earning like $500 a week equivalent. <laughs> and then um, he started doing escorting and then he's mm -hmm. mo now moved to Australia. So he lives in Australia. He travels 
all around gets flown different places by his clients. He works um, four to six days a week. And yeah, some people will see him for like a whole night. Some people will just see him for a couple of hours. But that is his primary job. And he has five rules in the bedroom. So would you like to know I'm going to listen to him. So the rules are no scratching, no surprises, (gasps) no touching his back door. (laughs) Oh, okay. No sex with men and only screw top wine bottles. (laughs) Oh my God. Gosh, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So the last one was because he injured his finger opening a bottle of wine and then that caused some challenges for his um, his abilities later on. Oh my gosh, it's so funny because that list, I'm like, those are none of the things, maybe one of them I kind of expected. Yeah. All these guys are like no backdoor and I'm like, eh, you know, just give it a whirl once and just see, you know. Uh, that's hilarious and i wonder what makes him so successful well he said that um he prides himself on on really putting his clients first and um Mm. really treating them really really well with respect as women allowing them to explore their own pleasures um he said and often a lot of the women that come to him they've just not been used to having that in their life some of them don't even really have sex. They just go and have dinner and he opens the door and pulls out the chair, all those gentlemanly things oh, um, wow. that they're just not used to in their life. Wow. For $5,000 a night. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just amazing because, like, you are worth whatever you think you are worth. Mm. People will pay you whatever you put your price tag mm. at. And I, I can imagine him being like, I'm worth $5,000 a night. Yeah, but his job does come at a price because, um, as you would imagine, he really struggles to um, have a relationship because people don't want to share and the demands of kind of being away two or three nights a week or and then you you can imagine the kind of the stories that are going on in your mind. Oh, I mean, (laughs) you could imagine that would be quite difficult, wouldn't it, to have a relationship. So and that's what he's finding is he's had a couple of relationships, but nothing that's really worked out long term. Hmm. Well, and I think we've always thought about it in terms of women Mm. who do sex work. And then, and I think that's been sort of a conversation there, but yeah, that you've blown my mind. I have so much to think about now. (laughs) I'm also like, man, I'm like, I would probably save up $5,000 just to see what, what that night would look like. Just to experience it. Doesn't it make you curious? I think, well, what it highlighted in the article, I think, is that people are just more open to it than they were. Mm. So as it becomes mm. more more acceptable, then, yeah, like, if that's what you want to go for, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That was very, very saucy. Yeah. All right. So there you go. He did talk about how some people like really weird stuff as well. Um, <laughs> so I think I would struggle if I was going to do that line of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's also the expectation that like, if I'm paying $5,000, I better get my money's worth that that yeah. can be a dangerous proposition. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you did not disappoint that. That was a good one. My mind is spinning. I don't even know if I can switch topics now. I'm like, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> oh, you're a pro. I've got I've got every faith in you. You can do it. <laughs> oh, but I know what you mean I read it and I kind of I was fascinated reading this article oh fascinated um, so yeah, beautiful it is it does uh, open your mind slightly yeah uh, oh like blowing the barn door out open for sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice thank you for that oh well 
Hot topic, anybody? Yes, I'm a taker. Let's go. <laughs> This week, the hot topic is all about menopause and the effect on your relationship. Oh, yes. I am so... Why have we waited so long? Well, yeah, there's been a lot yeah. in the press recently um, mm. about menopause and about how we kind of... It seems to be still quite a taboo subject, I think. Yeah. There's not, yeah. yeah, people don't talk about it. People don't admit um, how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, mm-hmm. I watched, there was a documentary in the UK this week um, by Davina McCall, who's a presenter and a, um, she's done quite mm-hmm. a lot like um, athletic type things, challenges, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she made this documentary about sex and menopause and some of the myths. Mm. And she chatted to kind of a lot of um, specialists and a lot of women. Um, and some of the, the stats that came out around kind of how people don't share what's going on. They don't share if they're on medication. They don't talk yeah. about the impacts. They Generally, there isn't as much specialist care in that area mm. available to mm-hmm. people. So the GPs will have a, a limited knowledge. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of women who were going to the doctor and being prescribed antidepressants because they were being misdiagnosed. And mm-hmm. and they're going on all these antidepressants, which then aren't really helping the situation because you're not mm-hmm. treating the problem that's there. You're treating something that you think is mm, kind mm. of more of the byproduct side of it so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really got me thinking about menopause and about me and you and I have had a couple of conversations like mm. I absolutely just want to avoid the thought of it whatsoever <laughs> at all but mm. it did open my eyes because it made me realize I mean I knew some of the symptoms I'd kind of heard about it you hear the horror stories mm-hmm, but that's enough mm-hmm. then to just close off to it um but it yeah, was it was yeah. educational watching this program and I think it'll be good to talk about it today and the effects that it does have on relationships because it can play a massive part in oh, part yeah. of having a healthy relationship is you take your relationship no matter what's happening and mm-hmm. this is such a big thing or can mm-hmm. potentially be such a big thing that can really change you as a person change your relationship and it's it's like anything we just need to be aware of that we just need to understand it and be ready for those pitfalls if and when they come your way oh my gosh absolutely true sorry I feel like I just talked at you there for five minutes I love it I love it. no but it's so it's so true <laughs> like yeah no 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 it's absolutely true and and I mean, and it's funny. So, it, so sometimes things that are labeled antidepressants are actually they do. There are certain agents in certain cases that actually do have benefit for symptoms of menopause. They're mm. labeled as antidepressants, but they actually work for menopause. But that's only a certain segment, and and you know, there's many reasons why people might choose those. One of which may be they want to sort of take an interim measure before they start if hormonal therapy is even an option for them. Mm. Menopausal hormonal therapy. But the whole thing is that you shouldn't be prescribed something without the entire conversation about menopause. What's mm. a full ex- exploration of your symptoms? What's going on? Are there vaginal symptoms? Are there hot flashes? Are there mood symptoms and irritability? Um, and all the gamut of things that can kind of come along with menopause. Issues with sleep. Oh, my God. So only after that can we then start to look at some of the, you know, treatment options and and the person, the woman obviously has to be in the driver's seat of this and to know, you know, um, funny enough, there is no evidence for any of the natural remedies. 
unfortunately. Well, it was interesting on this program because they talked about how this, you know, million dollar industry has popped up where they're selling all of these herbal remedies, these different magical lotions and potions. And and they they said the same thing on there that actually they didn't work. It was, I I mean, I wish I, I, I wish they did. I really wish they did. Black cohosh is like a hugely talked about um, supplement. It, there's no evidence for it. Yeah. And I mean, it breaks my heart because this is, this is somewhere where I really wish that folks could go to the natural health food store and they could pick some, some stuff. Mm. But having said that, there is a placebo effect. So, yeah. And the placebo effect can be really, really strong. So if something is working for you, then keep doing that, you know, by all means. But yeah. unfortunately, there's a, a lot. Of, we have to often explore medications uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And I say unfortunately only because I just wish that this process could be as natural as possible for women. Like it should be something that, you know, if, if this was created, if this change where, you know, our hormone levels that we had in our reproductive life start to sort of wane and shift. I mean, I, I wish that there was a natural way to sort of help us bridge that. The only thing that I will say helps is Women who feel more empowered as they're aging, where they feel more respect from their society, where they feel that there's something to look forward to because their society is going to value them and they get more power as they age, it tends to do very well in in the way of of helping people transition in a more um, meaningful, peaceful way. Mm. So often, whether it's coaching, meditation, uh, yoga, exercise, good diet, these are things, um, you know, maybe doing a spring clean of your life to remove toxic relationships or yeah. reevaluate a job to sort of really step into your power, that can be tremendously helpful, plus a bunch of layers to help and breathable clothing to, to <laughs> deal with hot flashes. Well, I have to say, yeah. having um, watched this documentary and then read some other things around symptoms, I- I'm convinced that I'm going through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know even perimenopause, like, you know, for years before yeah. actual cessation of periods, you can have any number of things going on. No question. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge. And so, I mean, long standing, if there are any symptoms going on, you know, get to your doctor. And you you rightly pointed out a lot of us docs actually don't hold the torch for good care in perimenopause. And that's on us. And we need to do a better job. But uh, if you can find a good doctor, go in and just say, I'm having these things. Yeah. So now that we know that, you know, menopause is a thing, some of the symptoms, go to your doctor. Well, let's dive into how menopause can affect relationship. What's been coming up for you in terms of what you've been looking at? For me, the fact that it's a big change and going through this change and something that is, um, it's out of your control. Um, So Mm -hmm. as a woman, you probably, and I'm speculating as to how it would feel, um, you probably don't feel like you're in control of what's happening to you. Mm -hmm. You've got all Mm -hmm. of these symptoms that are happening. So we've touched on on kind of some of them there. There is the impact on your mood. There's the not sleeping. There's hot flushes. There's Mm. all of your um, hormones are are running riot. They're all over the place, which Mm. then causes this effect in you. You get brain fog. You get tired. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on and it sounds horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so as a woman going through that and having no control, I just think that Mm. must be an awful place to be if you then haven't got a support network around you. So Mm -hmm. for me in the relationship, it's about 
whatever age you're at, wherever you are, it's never too late to start to look at how to build a healthy relationship. And you mentioned before there about um, cultures that respect women who are older, they feel more empowered. So that to me sounds like a perfect place to start is actually how respected am I in in the relationships that I've got that are closest to me and it mm-hmm. might not just be your partner but your partner's clearly going to have a big impact it, I, I was explaining to my daughter mm-hmm. that I've been watching this program and seeing how there's limited investment in research around menopause and links to mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to other things and other um illnesses and I said, it's interesting, isn't it? If it was if it was a man going through it, you can bet your bottom dollar that there'd be oh. a lot more investment in trying to find a solution or trying to help um, through this yeah. this stage in your life. Mm-hmm. And so we're having this conversation. She said, "Well, what about the children? Is there any support for the children?" <laughs> I said to her, "You're oh. supposed to be supporting me through it." I said, "You have to be understanding when I get ir- irritable. You have to acknowledge that that's because I'm going oh. through something that's beyond my control." Right, right. And she's like, "I'm a teenager. That's that ain't happening." Yeah, she said it sounds terrible. She said, "I'm not looking forward to it." <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. So, but there is a kind of there is that village approach to it I think it is about Mm -hmm. having a good network around you it's about having some honest conversations so Mm -hmm. knowing that people aren't talking about this and aren't aren't willing to share how they're feeling and be Mm -hmm. vulnerable about it I think makes it so much harder for people because if I feel like I can't talk to somebody to see how Mm. rubbish I feel Mm -hmm. then where does that put me that puts me on my own suffering in silence and and as we know when we're in that place there's all kinds of messages that go on inside of our brain and all Mm -hmm. you're doing then is you're going to make yourself even more depressed I think so oh yeah so for me it's around I would start with that support I'd start with being honest I'd start Mm -hmm. with equipping yourself so if you know that your partner's going through it read up find mm-hmm. out what's going on there was mm-hmm. a great um book actually that was recommended i was reading an article um if i can find it i will um i'll put a link in the show notes mm-hmm. because there was a book that's written for men whose partners are going through the menopause and right. the obvious effect is the effect on your um sex drive so some people oh, yeah. can have an increased sex drive mm-hmm. other people may have a decrease in sex drive and Absolutely. as you said you can get um vagina dryness which then makes it incredibly uncomfortable to have sex mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. lubricant so it's mm-hmm. all i think it's about really genning up really understand what your partner's going through so mm-hmm. that you can be there to support them oh yeah no absolutely yeah so oftentimes like these changes happen in a vacuum where mm. people if they've not been used to having hard conversations in their relationship before and then they they wander into menopause and there's no communication strategies or openness that they can then lean on for these hard conversations because you know, really, it is it just like you mentioned, right? So there may be a total loss of interest in sex, it may be uncomfortable. Um, and I see a lot of women in, in clinic um, with this, and, and they have not talked about this to their partner, they've just tried to avoid sex. Yeah. And so they've tried to make excuses and so forth. But yet, then they feel guilty. And then they feel that their partner is withdrawing from them. It's like this whole vicious cycle. Yeah, you go into a cycle of shame, then. Yeah, and that's, yeah. A, that's a lonely place to be. I mean, it is, it is. And then some things like the shame of things where you can't understand, because some people are, and it's very common for uh, folks going through menopause to report that they feel like they're falling out of love 
Mm. Because, you know, again, certain hormones that are falling and, and so forth, in this case, they're thinking that it's the estrogen and the oxytocin is that it's all of a sudden you're looking at your partner being like, why am I with you? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the, you know, the blinkers have come off and all of a sudden I'm kind of with the wrong partner. And, and that is tremendously hard and shameful because how do you talk to your partner about, about that? Yeah. Um, so like when the lights come on at the end of the disco. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been dancing with who? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, this is all retrievable. It's just that because you don't have those sort of rose colored hormone glasses and that starts to fade, you can certainly create the love from other ways. Mm. And, and that's one of the most mystifying things. And that's something where talking with your partner and saying, you know, I'm, I'm noticing my hormones are shifting and I'm noticing that I'm just having a different feeling here. And I, I wonder if we can work together to help me rebuild that feeling and maybe create a whole new feeling. Mm. You know, women who navigate menopause in a powerful way will say that they discover incredible, incredible things. You know, there's a possibility that your relationship could even could evolve to become even stronger and deeper than than it was. Yeah. before your hormones decided to jump off a ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anytime you go through an adverse situation, if you can navigate it in a strong, healthy way, you mm-hmm. will come out the other side stronger as a couple. Yeah. And it is about supporting each other. It's about understanding each other. Mm-hmm. It's about recognizing that the things that are happening aren't something that are a personal attack. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can often feel like we are being attacked when things are changing. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is a lot of it's outside of both of your control. So mm-hmm. it's how do you try and gain some control? How do you gain some understanding? And mm-hmm. how do you then navigate through those changes? Oh, yeah, that's that all great points. Mm. I think the thing that I see, you know, more in clinical practice is that women come in and nobody has ever talked to them about their options. They're not talking with their partner um, for support. And they they feel like, just like you mentioned that, that loss of control and just swimming out to sea. Mm. And I think the biggest shame is that there's a lot of options out there that, that they are not aware of because they haven't sort of built the village around them. Yeah. So if anybody watching, if you're, or anybody watching, I th- <laughs> thankfully they're not watching because, you know, I, I haven't brushed my hair, I don't think, but, <laughs> um, but anybody listening, you know, it's really important to lean in. There, there are things about, you know, moving powerfully through menopause that are not that complicated. And, and sometimes there's a, like a lot of fear, you know, there's, there's been this whole fear about um, menopausal hormone therapy, yeah. um, because of the women's health study and that whole nuclear fallout from that. And, you know, in select cases and in, in very frequent cases, we have actually certainly moved back into menopausal hormone therapy and certainly a role for vaginal estrogens. But a lot of folks don't know about that, that because they just hear, oh, hormones are bad. And it's yeah. not to say that that is going to be something for everyone, but, it's really important to know your options because if you're missing out on some critical stuff, that is, you know, in my mind, unforgivable. You know, we yeah. the shame of talking about menopause shouldn't keep you from, you know, I've had I've had people walk in after starting a method and they say, My life is changed. My mm-hmm. when why the hell didn't I do this sooner? So it's important to sort of just seek for help when you need it. And the other thing too is that if there are things that make you feel really good, like adequate time and opportunity for exercise or a good diet or yoga meditation Mm. um, that's where your partner can really step up so if it helps you guys to take a walk together your partner might be like hey let's get out of the house let's take that walk or what would it take for you to get to the gym today what 
do I need to help you out with mm. so you can get to the gym or, you know, a partner who might help in buying healthy groceries or making sure that there's, you know, uh, not excessive amounts of, uh, sweets around the house, which and not to say that sweets are bad, but if that, that's the food that doesn't make you feel all that great, well, yeah. you know, um, or, you know, opening up opportunities for anything that makes you feel good and powerful. That might be a really nice role because, and partners, and if you have a male partner, then they like to do stuff. They're action, they're yeah. action figures. So, you know, give them tasks <laughs> and that might <laughs> help them to sort of feel like they have a role. If there's something practical that's needed for you to um, get space for that self-care. I think that's excellent advice. It's often, I think the action point around knowing kind of what I can do, mm-hmm. um, having some indication help me to help you mm-hmm. is really important isn't it but actually mm-hmm. I want to go the men- through the menopause with you because you sound very supportive Anna <laughs> <laughs> well like, I, when I'm ready I'm just moving to New York and we'll just <laughs> just move into my house yeah for sure <laughs> you can support me through it I feel great <laughs> absolutely we'll get you a whole bunch of like beautiful loose but sort of uh attractive fitting you know cottons and linens and various layers yeah. and yeah, get you set up with fans and such <laughs> for the great. hot flashes. Same meal. Yeah. Um, they yeah. did say they were demystifying some of the thoughts around menopause. And you're right, that report did really mm. damage quite a lot of the mm. progress that was being made in, in yeah. how we deal with menopause yeah. and how we support women. But they actually said there was only a four in 1,000 increase of breast cancer from somebody on HRT yeah whereas these studies and the kind of myths that are around would lead us to believe that actually it's deadly we shouldn't be on it we shouldn't correct but the people that had gone on it and and a lot of them wouldn't admit to their friends that they were on it either it had made such a big difference so it's about understanding exactly as Anna said what is available yeah and how that sits and how it fits with where you're at in in your life and what's going to help you Absolutely. You know, because for men, you know, the progress on the blue pill or or other yeah. pills to support their sexual functioning, you know, I, I have men who happily go on testosterone. And yeah. there's a oftentimes an overdiagnosis of androgen uh, defi- or hypoandrogenism or testosterone deficiency. So I've personally seen a lot of people inappropriately on testosterone because they've got a few symptoms, but it's probably not related to the testosterone, but they're still on it anyways. And there's, mm. there's significant, at least theoretical cardiovascular risk to dumping testosterone on and, and men do it any, like, there's no question because they're like, I want to feel better. I don't, I don't give yeah. two shits about my heart. And we do, so we do it anyways, mm. but with women, you know, we've made the decision for for women. Oh no, you can't have these medications yeah. because, you know, it causes breast cancer and all this and all this stuff and you know, we don't want you to die. Well, you know, it was really a patriarchal decision and they they literally just took hundreds of thousands of women like within a mm. overnight just took a bunch of women off uh, hormones and stuff. And again, this is not everyone's choice, but um, it's amazing who makes decisions in healthcare for women and who makes them for men. Yeah. And men make their own decisions in healthcare. Yeah. And we've got to start doing the same. 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. So anything else coming up in the way of like, for you, uh, tips and tricks? And even, you know, I'm hyping up your course as well, because I'm excited for that to come out. But any uh, techniques and communication that might, additionally, uh, that might help? 
Yeah, so one, um, thank you for mentioning the course, that I'm mm. still plugging away through it. So oh, one yeah. of the things that I'm working on at the minute is around, uh, that will be in the course, is around active listening mm. and um, really using active listening skills. So when we're talking, um, often we, we listen to respond, we don't listen to understand. <laughs> And there's That's two so big true. differences there. And mm. people think that they're good listeners, but they're really not. Yeah. Because we're either zoning out or mm. we are thinking about something else that we've got to do. And we're hoping the other person hurries up. Or, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. or we're thinking about the point that we want to make because we want to get our point across. And mm-hmm. we want to feel like we've won in the conversation. Yes. So there's all kinds of things that go on. Um, mm. But if you actually tune into your partner and really practice active listening, it can be contagious so you can then encourage Mm. the other person to do the same Mm. and it's a really kind of healthy skill to learn and you can learn it Mm. people think well I'm either naturally a good listener or I'm not but it's like Mm. anything you can if you practice enough then you will become a much better listener so Mm -hmm. it's using all of your senses it's using body language it's about really locking in and looking at the person when they're talking Mm. it's about emptying the mind of anything that's going on from your world Mm. and really just Mm -hmm. Asking yourself the question, why is why is my partner telling me this? What do I need to know? What do I need to understand? Rather than I thinking I have to have a, a fix or I have to mm-hmm. have a quick response. And just making time to have conversations. So being fully present um, mm-hmm. so that you can have the time to listen. So start practicing some of those skills now. Mm-hmm. When it comes to menopause, you'll be able to put them into practice even stronger. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. No, that's beautiful. That makes perfect sense. I like that. Yeah. Nice. So hopefully this has kind of given folks the impression that menopause, and for some, there's some, and I, I, you know, when I get there, I want to be one of these women. There's some who swear by menopause. They're like, this is the most powerful shit you'll ever go through Mm. in your life. Like, you know, so much so that they're like, I wouldn't, I would give nothing in the world to be younger again, because like, that was just such a confused time. I didn't know myself, but Mm. there is something really magical and wise and uh, mystic that happens. If you can tune into that sort of higher plane of awareness about yourself, Mm. it's apparently a rip roaring ride. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited to see sort of what happens. And I think that, um, the amount of fucks that you give in life uh, just <laughs> generally just fall away. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So there's some really positive, inspiring messages about menopause. So I think to the perception, if my perception is this is going to be just a rip roaring good time um, with maybe some physical discomforts, but uh, an emotional, t- but you know, and, and it will not be easy. And I, I know that, but my perception is, but holy, holy hell, how much fun is this going to be? And what am I going to learn? Yeah. I think a perception shift is important. Yeah. And not everybody suffers. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Some people can just sail through it. They don't have any problems whatsoever at all. Um, Or mild. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it certainly has caused me to face up to the fact that at some point this is going to happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) If it isn't already, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's true. If you and I are talking about CDs, I think that dates us to say that... (laughs) <laughs> We're There's very probably soon. something going on right now. <laughs> something going on. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I'm still in high school. No, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, but a CD dance party would make me feel very much like uh, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, this is this has been a great hot topic. Yes. No, yeah. I enjoyed, I, I feel like it's forced me to face up to some things. So I've enjoyed yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. And I love yeah. that your course is going to have applicability to this because... Woo, 
Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need to pack your bags for this one. Well, it's just all about getting into a healthy position, isn't it? Yeah, true that. So, should we do a question? Yes, let's take a question. Yeah. (laughs) This week, the question is, my partner asked if we can bring sex toys into our relationship and I'm freaking out. What should I do? Oh, yay. So we started saucy. We're going to end saucy. Oh, good. This is like saucy week. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, more communication. (laughs) Yes. Continuing on in the communication. Oh, right. So do you get the sense this is a a young couple or a couple that has been kind of going at this for a while? I sense that there's kind of some history there. They've got a relationship that they've been in for a while. Maybe things have reached a level where it's kind of the same routine and Mm. one partner wants to mix it up a little bit. Mm, Okay. Yes. Got it. All right. So you're saying that this is a a well-established couple probably. I, I think so. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, to be honest, it could probably sort of swing either way. Mm. Oh, hello. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think, okay, well, I, I mean, it's going to take communication either way. I think the hard thing is if they have been going on for a little while to shift up what you have been doing, and all of a sudden something new comes to the table. I think the freaking out, I think there's a lot behind the freaking out. The freaking out isn't just be like, you know, what is this device? And where does it go? It's why are you changing all of a yeah. sudden? Why do you feel we need these? What's what's broken? What's wrong? Yeah, I agree with that. That's the freaking out, right? Yeah. There's mm. a certain level of comfort. There's a comfort zone that they've been in and mm. now that's being pushed and challenged. Mm. And I think that's the freaking out part. Ah, uh, and the I'm freaking out says, well, I didn't. So one person thinks there's something new needs to be put on the table. The other person f- thinks that they were satisfied with things the way they are. Yeah. Although... You know, this is the beautiful thing is that just because one person seems to be shifting and changing, oftentimes we don't dive in and and really examine, have I been completely satisfied with how sex Mm. has been up to this date? Or if I could have anything and do anything and explore anything, you know, what might I be interested in exploring with myself, with my partner? Um, But usually if the one person changes, it disrupts it. There's a wrinkle in the matrix because... Um, it seems that only one person is dissatisfied, but I'll be willing to bet if we explored with this listener, we would find that they were, and if I'm assuming she's a f- female, that she might be like, yeah, well, it hasn't been great. Yeah. Or, nah, it's been a bit of a chore. So I'd be curious to sort of explore both sides. Mm. So for you, like, what do sex toys mean? Like bringing the, the proposition to bring these in, what does that mean? Because it's kind of loaded. Yeah, but I think for me, the thing that comes up is a, there's almost like a brick wall that's been drawn. There's a, mm. you know, that drawbridge is kind of closed on that. It's like, mm. nope, they're not my thing. There's a, so mm. there's a certain amount of self-judgment, I think, being placed there by the listener mm. asking the question because they're placing a judgment on who they are and who they aren't. And I'm, I get this sense that I'm not the type of person that does that. Mm. Oh, yes. We're not that type of couple. So there's something yeah. around that, isn't there? But I would yeah. say, well who's to say that you're not so if you haven't tried it you don't know you might be that type of couple and you might and you know who is that type of couple what does it what does it mean to you if you are doing something like that there could even be some stuff around religion there so we know that Mm. some religions 
would have you believe that you shouldn't be enjoying yourself, yeah. whether um, flying True. solo or with your partner. Yeah. And we know that that's not the case because intimacy is a massive part of, of having a healthy relationship, which is what we yeah. talk about all the time on the podcast is how do you create a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. And intimacy is a real key part of that. Absolutely. So there's something around judgment, getting rid of that judgment and yeah. trying to open the drawbridge a little bit and yes. maybe just let some small things through <laughs> okay that's that's perfect you said that because that's exactly where i'm going and i think that sex toys like for the uninitiated i think the thing that they think about is like a an s&m den with like yeah. the leather and the whips and the chains and like the i don't know to be honest it's it's i am not actually a an s&m uh expert or unfortunately i haven't gone there and i should what, what am i saying we're doing this podcast this should inspire my own exploration but but so i'm not speaking from a place of experience at all but uh, on this particular topic but there can be some really um, a very adventuresome activities and very adventuresome sex toys and i think this person is probably thinking of the worst case scenario yeah. in terms of like the scariest thing or the largest thing or the most yeah. painful thing and i you know th- yeah these sex toys the sex toy shops and the online or whatnot are very large and they cater to a wide, wide audience, a yeah. wide audience. So, And there isn't a stigma attached to it. If yeah. you talk to the younger generations, they'll be like, yeah, it's part of my what I do. It's part of um, what me and my partner do. It's more yeah. mainstream, I think. But often yeah. as you get, you know, you have older generations that maybe it was never a thing. There was a definite stigma. It was yeah. the dirty old man and the mac go into a sex shop <laughs> the 25 back. cent peep show stuff yeah, yeah like that sort of image but actually yeah. that image is gone it is around it's it has been destigmatized, and it yeah. is okay to go and shop for things that may excite you in the bedroom that's perfectly acceptable yeah and as you say there's there's a wide range of products that are there so start with something if it is something where Well, there's two things, isn't there? One is if it's absolutely definitely not your thing and you're not willing to explore it, Mm. it's about being really clear and being clear as to why. So I don't think there should be pressure to try something that you generally don't want to. If it is that it's more kind of a judgment, a little bit of fear there and you're um, nervous about trying it, again, be honest, like say... I'm a little bit nervous. I've not really thought about it before, but I'm willing to have a look, at least just have a look to see what is out there. I'm not making any promises. So set the expectation Mm -hmm. and then you can explore together, make it fun, um, you know, get a couple of drinks, get on the internet, have a little look. Yeah. And, you know, make it kind of a fun experience. And then you can try some things and if you don't like them, you don't have to do them again. Oh, yeah, totally. But you also might be surprised. Oh, yeah, no, I and what I find is I think the fear, the fear is not like, oh, my partner is being all dirty. And I'm, I think the fear is like, what is unleashed if I go there? Because there may be this like, deep knowing of like, I could have an entirely unexplored set of interests. And if I dip a toe in, oh my God, what's going to happen? So sometimes the fear is actually of what we're going to unleash in ourselves. Yeah. Open Pandora's box. Yeah, Pandora's box. Absolutely. So, you know, it's worth exploring that because, you know, if you thought that you were sort of into a certain thing, and this is all that there was in your repertoire of things that interested you, you're probably much more multidimensional than you even know about yourself. Mm. And that can be the scary thing. Because like, 
And I think it happens with a lot of women. I think that women may have sort of been living under other people's expectations and they're mm. kind of scared that if I start to explore myself and there's some amazing, wacky, amazing th things under there, then does it mean I'm going to leave my partner? Does it mean I'm going to sort of join a commune? Like what is the worst case scenario here? I, f I feel like we play small because we're scared of our power. We're scared mm. of like the interests that we might have if we were not adhering to society's patriarchal rules. Yeah. So if you think about that, then you think, okay, well, let me, let me, oh, hey, there's one life, right? We have one life to live. So why not just, you know, start on the journey and start with like a little vibrator, <laughs> just Ooh. see what happens. Yeah. 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 We're seeing a lot of folks who are flying solo. And so it is very common to be like, I have three or four vibrators and one mm. is like this and this is that feature. Um, so there's a lot of fun and glorious things going on with young folks. And I definitely agree we need to like follow their lead because they're taking yeah. us into great places. And it's getting really, um, like if you go into like a really awesome sex shop, especially those who are, that are geared for women and for uh, gender non-conforming or so forth, is that there's just, it's a positive space. It's a sex positive space. Yeah. And there's really high quality toys. Like there's a lot of really great, elegant, good looking, well-designed, incredibly expensive. You can really <laughs> drop a bomb in there. <laughs> so save up. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of options and it, and it is a place to go with your partner. Like it's a really fun place. And the folks who work in these, in, in, you know, if you Google, like, what's the best sex shop in my town or whatever, right? And you go for a little Sunday outing. And the staff are always really great because they're new. They're used to newbies. They're used yeah. to, you know, people going in for the first time as like this, the scared couple, like deer caught in the headlights. But equally, if you don't want to face going into a shop and having a look around, then there's more than enough options online. So, oh, yeah. and again, there are companies that have been built and created by women for women so that they can they can take control and they can enjoy whatever they want to do in their sex life so yeah there's plenty of options and the service is very discreet so things come in very discreet boxes so it's not you're not announcing to the post guy that yeah. you've you know you've just bought your first vibrator you're not announcing <laughs> that to the world you don't have exactly. to go and clear from customs <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, unless you want a really good deal in which case the anal beads might come in through customs <laughs> and, and that's on you if you want to get get like uh something imported <laughs> yeah <laughs> Totally. But it sounds fun, right? Like all this sounds hilarious, <clears throat> especially when, we're, you know, we're going through like a really hard time in our relationships with COVID. I think we do need to mix it up. So whether you go online yeah. and, you know, have a really great time there, whether you support local business and go out yeah. to your local shop, whatever it is, I think, I think this is the mix up we need after COVID. Yeah. I think the one thing as well that holds people back is fear of, of looking silly or not knowing something. Oh. Yeah, But I'd say in a partnership, if you are in a partnership where you are afraid of looking silly in front of your partner, there's something else that's wrong in your relationship because yes. it should be the safest space is that space between two people who are intimate with each other and share so much that should be the safest right. place. True, it should be. But I, I will say though that it can be awkward to start. So you might need to yeah. sort of ride out a little bit of, you know, for which a little bit of Prosecco might be, or yeah. <laughs> might be, not not to say that for folks who have issues with alcohol, but like, uh, you know, just to loosen things up, yeah. maybe a little bit of, I'm saying in New York State now you can smoke weed legally, so, and also in the entire of Canada. So in those two jurisdictions, uh, whatever gets you loosened up. Yeah. Yeah. It might be awkward to start, but yeah, if you get a persistent feeling from your partner of judgment and shame, mm -hmm. then that is a sign about your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Well, this sounds exciting. It is. I'm excited for the listener. I think they should go online immediately and have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Go online immediately is what Sarah and Anna are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just have a look around. Just see. Have a look. It will not be as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you might have some fun along the way. You might might surprise. In fact, we guarantee you that you will surprise yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Once the cat is out of the box, (laughs) there's no putting it back in again. Yeah. Nice. Well, that sounds good. That's some good affirming stuff. Yeah, I feel like we are in a powerful place this week. Mm-hmm. We are taking control. We are taking charge. Yeah. yeah. We are going to gigolos for sex. Yeah. <laughs> we are facing menopause head on and head we're on. going down the sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. It's I feel like episode. This, <laughs> I was going to say, I think we're going to be to blame for a lot of misbehaviors in the next few weeks ahead. Well, Just blame it on Jordy Lass. In the UK, they've just lifted all the lockdowns. So now people are allowed oh. to go and hug people and um, <gasps> play with toys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome. I mean, and it is exciting. Yeah, here in New York, things are opening up. I think people are still very tentative, but things are yeah. opening up. Apparently, this is a July 1st opening day. So, yeah. There was some, yeah. th- there's been a lot of discussions actually around asking permission before you go for a hug in case people do feel, oh, still God, feel yes. incredibly uncomfortable. And it's oh, weird, yeah. isn't it? If you've had a whole year of being told you can't physically touch somebody else, yeah. and then suddenly somebody says it's okay to start touching each other now, <laughs> that is going to feel weird, isn't it? it? It is. Well, yeah. Your mind isn't going to be able to just flick a switch like that. Oh, for sure. It is going to feel awkward. I, w- I was um, with a friend's, uh, and we're both vaccinated over the weekend and I found myself standing six feet away in their house at all times mm. and I felt and then all of a sudden I was like I feel super weird like yeah. <laughs> yeah no it I think social distancing has been some it's a physical pattern now it's a mm. it's muscle memory so it's going to be hard to but hopefully we're going to just get back into hugging each other and being irresponsible and and trading fluids sounds good <laughs> sounds good <laughs> ah nice all right well, hopefully it's an exciting week ahead for everybody. Well, after this frisky podcast, yeah. it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for everything, Sarah. Yeah. That was a lovely you. time. Yeah. So till next week. Till next week. Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.